Hello and welcome to the PhD Life Coach, where we help you get less overwhelmed, stop beating yourself up and start living the life you want. I'm your host, Dr. Vicky Burns, ex-professor and certified life coach. Whether you're a brand new PhD student or an experienced academic, I'm here to show you that thriving in academia can be a whole lot easier than it feels right now. Let's go. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the PhD Life Coach. I want you to think about your to-do list. Maybe while you're listening to this, you can see it in front of you. Maybe it's at home. Is it on a piece of paper? Is it on your computer? I want you to really visualize your to-do list. And I want you to think about what you do when you complete a task. Do you cross it out? Do you delete it? What happens to those tasks when they've been completed? In today's episode, I'm going to talk about why you shouldn't be crossing them off and what I think you should do instead. But I want to start by telling you a little bit of some of the things I see when I'm coaching PhD students and academics. I coach everybody from PhD students through to full professors, and I've really noticed some patterns recently in the things that people are talking about. So the first thing I've really noticed is people struggling with their confidence, feeling that they're not good enough to be at the level they're at, and believing that when they get the next thing, they'll feel better. So whatever stage people are at, they seem to believe that when they finish their PhD or when they get their first published article or when they get their first grant or their first job or their first permanent job, whatever level it is for you, that they will feel more confident and feel like they deserve the place they have. But what's fascinating when you coach such a range of people as I do is I see this at every level. So I have my PhD students saying, I'll feel better once I've got a job. I'll be more confident then because I'll know I'm good at what I do. But my people who are early career are looking at the next people and saying, yeah, but I haven't got a permanent job. I haven't got a 10 year track job. And then the people that have got permanent jobs, again, yeah, but I'll feel better once I've got senior lecturer or associate professor. I'll feel better when I've got full professor. And then I've got clients who are full professors who still lack confidence in big chunks of the work that they do. The flip side of that is I often notice that the very same clients who think they'll feel better when they reach the next stage also have a complete disregard for things they've achieved already. So when I ask them what their goals used to be, to imagine a time when they were dreaming of being on a PhD program or a time when they were dreaming of having their first research job, they often struggle to take themselves back to that. They often downplay the achievement. So they will say, oh, yeah, I got my PhD, but, you know, I scrabbled through. I don't know how it happened. Yeah, it was a bit of a nightmare, but I got there in the end. Anyway, I'll feel better, more confident once I've got a permanent job. Or instead of downplaying what they've done, they just don't even think about it at all. You know, when I ask them about it, it's the first time that they've stopped and thought about all the things that they've achieved 
up until now. Now, this is something that is talked about in a book called The Gap and the Gain by Dan Solomon and Benjamin Hardy. Um, recommend having a look at it, not necessarily reading the entire book, but I really like some of the ideas in this book. And what they talk about is how we often focus on the gap between where we are now and where we want to get to, rather than thinking about the gain, i.e. the difference between where we are now and where we were previously. Because this is what I see. It's almost like these academics are on a treadmill where they're only ever looking forwards. They're sort of marching along towards the next goal where they feel that they'll feel happy and they'll feel confident and settled. But as soon as they get there, the goalposts move. Do you have goalposts on a treadmill? Who knows? Go with it. Probably not. But they're going along and they get to the next milestone and they just keep going because now they've got that one. They want the next milestone. And it means at no point do they reach this marvellous land where they feel confident and secure in their abilities. And it's just really sad to see because people genuinely believe it will be better when they get there. And I know people who are there and they're not. It made me think about climbing a hill. Now, I love hiking. I love that feeling of being out in the countryside, climbing up a hill, figuring out the way, sort of pushing yourself, but enjoying the fresh air and the challenge. And one of the best things about climbing a hill is always the view and not just the view from the top, but the view on the way up. And so one of the things I used to love to do when I was hiking was decide it was time for a little sandwich break and sit on a rock facing the way we came, eat my sandwiches and look out to see how far we've come. And the car park or wherever you started always looks so far away. And you can get a real sense of satisfaction from sitting and resting and just going, I walked all the way up here. Check me out. That's cool. And it struck me that what a lot of my clients and a lot of the people that I see on social media are doing is they're never turning around to look at the view. They're just looking at the next peak. So they're just looking at the hill. Just got to keep going. I'll feel better when I'm at the top. Keep going. I'll feel better when I'm at the top. Keep going. And then when they get to the top, and if those of you who have hiked might have experienced this, sometimes you get to the bit that you think's the top, and then you see another peak rising in front of you, and you realize actually you've just reached a bit of a ridge, a bump on the way. And that's what's happening with my clients is they get to the next peak and they thought it was the peak where they were going to feel satisfied, but actually they just see ahead of them, there's more mountain and they keep going. And so now they're like, oh, right, got to climb that bit now. Let's go. Come on, let's go. And they just focus on what needs to come next. So when you're climbing towards your next peak, I want you to remember to turn around and enjoy the view from where you are at the moment, because you've come a really long way. And I am willing to bet that you spend far more time thinking about how far you have to go than thinking about where you are and how far you've come. 
And this is what takes me back to the to-do list. So the title of this episode is why you should never cross things off your to-do list and what to do instead. The problem with crossing things off your to-do list is you get momentary satisfaction of crossing it off and then it's gone. You're now only looking at the tasks that are still on your to-do list. You've literally crossed out the thing that you've done. I bet at the beginning when I asked you to think about your to-do list, you couldn't tell me what the crossed out things were. In fact, when I've asked people to do this and actually show me their to-do list, often they can't even read their crossed out things because they scribbled them out so hard or they actually deleted them out of their to-do list system online. And this really emphasizes this kind of treadmill approach of, okay, done that, what's next? Okay, done that, what's next? And doesn't give us that moment of actually enjoying where we are. Why is that so important? Because otherwise the treadmill becomes thankless. At no point do you feel confident because you're still just looking at this gap between where you are and where you should be. And at no point do you say, well done or congratulations to yourself because you're still short of where you want to be. If we go back to my very first episode where I talked about being your own best supervisor and thinking about your inner voice as essentially your boss, if you had a boss that never said, well done for the things you've got done, it wouldn't be a very fun place to work. If the second you told them you'd finished a task, they just gave you another task and completely forgot the things that you'd done, it wouldn't feel good. It wouldn't feel like a nurturing place to work. Yet that's what we do to ourselves all the time. So what should you do instead? You may have heard of an idea called the done list. This is where instead of writing down all the things that you have to do, you write down the things that you've done. Now, I like it to go alongside a to-do list. I still find the to-do useful. But a done list helps you reflect at the end of the day, at the end of the week, on what things you actually have done. The other reason this is useful is because often we end up doing a bunch of stuff that never made it onto our to-do list in the first place. Someone comes into your office and asks you something, somebody's broken something in the lab and you go and fix it, whatever it might be, that kind of reactive stuff that we all end up doing never even makes it onto a list, let alone get crossed out. And then you forget that you've done it and you suddenly get to Friday and you go, hang on, how is this, where is this week gone? I don't understand what I've done because you haven't made any record of what you've done. And that's where the done list comes in. But we're not going to start with a done list. People have talked about a done list before. I have another step for you. I want you to make it your well done list. So we are not just going to list what you've done. Because sure, that can help you. That can sort of be a reflection of the tasks that you've achieved. But we're not just our behaviours. We want to actually generate a feeling. And if we're going to generate a feeling, a feeling of confidence, a feeling of pride, then we need to think about what we're thinking. So on your well done list, I want you to write, I am so pleased I got that abstract written. I'm really proud of myself for responding to those reviewers' comments. I'm so glad. I got my personal development review paperwork finished. I'm so glad I figured out where my statistics were going wrong. 
So you're really writing not just what you did, but that you're proud of yourself. You're pleased with yourself that you got it done. You're really trying to instill a habit of congratulating yourself for the things that you do. You could even be more specific, not just sort of empty congratulations. You could even say, I'm so pleased that I stuck with that because I was struggling to figure out what was going wrong in my syntax. But actually, I stuck with it and I figured it out. I'm so pleased I did that presentation because I was feeling quite scared beforehand. But I overcame that and did it anyway. And I think it went quite well. So you can start to actually complement the behaviors that enabled you to do the thing or the thoughts that enabled you to do the thing. So what you're really doing is you're encouraging your brain to pay attention to the things you've achieved. You're reminding your brain to be kind and compassionate and supportive about these things. If you had people working for you who'd done some really good work, you'd tell them that. And you'd hopefully tell them why you were so impressed, not just well done, but also I know that was hard for you and you got it done. So I'm I'm really chuffed with that. Great job. Let's learn to say those things to ourselves. So I encourage you, have a little play with it this week. Have an experiment with starting a well done list where you congratulate yourself for the things you've got done. I'm actually experimenting with this in my planner. Those of you who've been with me since the beginning will know that my second episode was about why you don't need another planner. But I succumbed. I bought a beautiful planner. It's very lovely. And if I stick to it the way I am at the moment, I'm going to tell you all about in a future podcast how I'm using my planner as a well done list. But in the meantime, just grab a piece of paper and start your well done list for this week. Let's start focusing on being pleased with how much we have done rather than beating ourselves up for where we are are next. It will improve your present day by changing your mood in the moment. But I also believe it will improve your productivity. If you know that this isn't a thankless task, that when you get this done, you're going to be really nice to yourself, you are much more likely to say, oh, I'll just get this bit done too. Oh, yeah, I can just finish that off because then I can write it on my well done list. So really use it as a way to cheer yourself along and achieve the goals you've set for this week. Let me know on Twitter how you get on with it. I would love to hear some of the things that you write on your well done list. You can find me as usual at Dr. Vicky Burns. That's D-R-V-I-K-K-I-B-U-R-N-S. The PhD life coach. Let me know how you get on and give yourself lots of credit for everything you get done this week. Thank you for listening to the PhD Life Coach Podcast. If you like this episode, please tell your friends, your colleagues and your universities. I'd appreciate it if you took the time to like, leave a review, give me stars, stickers and all that general approval as well. If you'd like to find out more about working with me, either for yourself or for people at your university, please check out my website at thephdlifecoach.com. You can also sign up to hear more about my free group coaching sessions for PhD students and academics. See you next time.